pretty much anytime I try to describe our podcast and someone's like, all right, that's cool. I'll check it out, which is where the mode I go into. It's like, well, I don't know. It's, it's kind of really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't, you know. I'm going to just tell you right now. The movie is bad. There you go. <laughs> hey, we watch good movies sometimes. When? Oh, I mean, uh, we watched The Mummy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at you. We're just going to ask at the end of the movie, so did you like it? I am Sir Swearin, joined by always... I am the previously banished, but recently redeemed, though not quite trustable, Kaz. And while my heart slowly melts for this kind of lovable rapscallion... That's right, we did follow up A Christmas Prince with A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Written by Nathan Atkins, directed by John Schultz. I have to start off with saying, okay, the fan fiction was half right, okay? We did get it half right, and I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. My boy Simon comes back. My boy Simon Simon is back! back. And, And I do have to mention... I did say that I was going to bet you last last <laughs> podcast when you were like, oh, well, the crown is really just kind of symbolic and parliament and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like putting real world politics into this fictional ass stupid Christmas movie. And I was like, <laughs> well, sorry, I was like, you're going to feel so okay? embarrassed when it turns out the crown is involved in the daily affairs and economic strife of the town. Okay, fuck you. I am sorry. <laughs> I thought I could believe in the people of Aldovia, but you apparently I can't. You know what's funny? Even being right, I'm incredibly wrong because <laughs> though the prince, they keep saying the prince is in charge and he's going to do something about it. This all amounts to like, yes, I will solve this financial crisis and I will bring people peace and prosperity to the Aldovians. Hey, we brought Leopold back from the grave to come solve your problems. <laughs> oh, hey, Leopold, you got this? I got this, Chief. Oh, Leopold's got this, everyone. All right, I'm doing my best, everyone. It was the Look, most okay. bullshit. No one's holding him accountable. He's not even doing anything to save the Aldovians. Just Leopold said he had it. <laughs> okay, Leopold wasn't dead. Being retired doesn't mean you die, okay? I mean, what is a man if he's not his work? I don't know. That is depressing <laughs> to think about. Like, we live under capitalism, sir. Okay, like even look at the yes. Aldovians. When they do not work and they have no jobs, all they are is just fixtures in a fucking bar that have to be saved and find purpose through work. The fact that there is a scene that takes place in a bar where very important information is given to the main character for an investigation really does not help the case of the Adobian people. I'm right! <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, let's kick this off right. First off, this is a by-the-book sequel. This takes place almost a year after the end of the first movie. Uh, Amber and Richard are set to get married, and really, like, there are problems with this movie, and we're gonna start off with the most egregious of sins. We start off with finding out 
that Rudy Moore, the father of Amber, was replaced by some other actor. They replaced a Super Mario with a Luigi. Repla- I don't know who this guy is. But- they replaced someone of class and <laughs> distinction with a man that was probably from Jersey. All right? Like, I don't know what else to say here. Other than I am just so disappointed. They, you know? they, I think... I'm just very disappointed. I think they picked a guy who was willing to, like, do a little bit more to carry more into the role than just, like, hey, I got a, I got a bit of a word of wisdom to help solve the problem, a bit of gabagoo, you know? So they're like, hey, we got this new guy, and he, he can act a little bit. So, yeah, we're going to put him in shenanigans. So, yeah. Yeah. They just re- no, they wanted someone that looked good for the I camera. guess so. They replaced him, and instantly that was the first thing that we were all like, fuck this movie, what the fuck? <laughs> How dare you take our beloved father and craft him into just some shell of a corporate product. <laughs> but we we took a muse we do get shenanigans. and stripped him of all wisdom. We do get shenanigans with this new dad, and eh, okay, he's all right. You know, as much as we complained, he wasn't the other guy. He's okay, I guess. Yeah, but did I did I need a like romantic tension story with the dad? No, but everyone everyone <laughs> in this movie gets a romantic tension story, dude. No joke. Like he is being absolutely serious. Everyone in this fucking movie gets a romantic tension story. Like everyone is getting laid by the end of the year in this movie. Except of course Princess Elizabeth. But she's gonna get a kiss. She's getting a kiss, okay? That's what she's aiming for with her new, you know, male friend of the same age because they're too embarrassed to call no, it what it is. I thought her name was Emily. Her name's Elizabeth? Wait, is it? I don't know. I already forgot. Oh, Emily. I you're like, right. My the, bad. I was like, who the fuck is Elizabeth? <laughs> <laughs> we added another character that I don't fucking remember again. Oh man, I've let I you down. I can't believe you would, let you, down. you would come up short on the lore, the specific intricacies of the Christmas Prince. I am Are you so not invested sorry. in this as I, I am? I'm so sorry. I, I will try harder. I promise. I will get invested. You know what? For you, I will rewatch both of these movies before next <laughs> week. So, anyways, Amber and Prince What's-His-Face have like the perfect life. <laughs> Oh, yeah, nothing's wrong at all. <laughs> no tension. He is totally killing yeah. it as king. She has made That's... no mistakes by running a blog, taking news interviews, magazine interviews, explaining Having how to she... travel back and forth between New York and Ardstoska constantly. Oh, yeah. You know, not even caring about how, like, it's probably not a good idea for you to be talking so much about, like, What's going on in a different kingdom while you are not yet married to the king of Aldovia? But no, it's totally fine. Do whatever you need. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that that's kind of a bit of uh, another problem that this movie has is that are you telling me this they is- show a montage of their lives in the intermediate between last year from proposal to now, and they talk. Oh yeah, literally, she has a line that says, "Not everything's been perfect," but like every shot they show is like, "Oh no, they're just getting along." Here's a great, you know, um, 
vacation picture here, a great picture there. They're just constantly showing how happy their lives are and just have a throwaway line of not everything, everything always hasn't always been perfect, but hey, yeah, things are going great and we're looking forward to it. And you don't see that there's any kind of conflict with their lives ever until like what, this one week, half a week <laughs> of planning the wedding? Oh, yeah, because we then find out that, like, she's leaving for Adobia, and, like, they're supposed to get married on Christmas, and it is just, what, they have a week and a half to finish planning the wedding? She hasn't even tried on dresses or anything? It's all been taken care of by the queen, supposedly. And some asshole on the way, on the way to all the, the fucking kingdom takes her care. Again! 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 <laughs> and so I thought, oh, no, this is the love rival. Nope. I'm glad to worry about that. But don't dude. worry, because when we get there, it also turns out that they sent the royal entourage to pick them up, and we meet Mr. Louis Zabala, who is supposed to be their personal guide and personal aide, as well as definitely has killed people in his life. That guy is definitely a fixer. Oh, he is he made makes... problems vanish. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't even need the dungeon. He fucking skips the dungeon. <laughs> the man is the dungeon. The man is the dungeon. <laughs> That's going to be a line we're going to need to remember. <laughs> what, for what, the podcast? <laughs> no, in real life, I'm going to need to find oh, a man okay. and be like, that man is a dungeon. That, man, that guy's the dungeon, bro. <laughs> Is that a sex thing, or is this a that guy's a dangerous guy thing? Kind of both, because we know what the queen wants by the end of the movie. I guess it depends on the inflection. It's like, yeah, that guy's definitely the dungeon. Like, watch the fuck out. Or, oh, that guy's definitely the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, inflection is really what's going to change that. <laughs> uh, so he comes and picks them up. Um... And then, yeah, we get we get them safely over. Everything seems fine. It's beautiful, scenic. Aldovia looks as gorgeous and picturesque as ever. Looks like a Christmas postcard, yeah. Yes, there's paparazzi, but of course, uh, you know, she handles it with tact and grace by just saying she's excited <laughs> to be back in the country, even though they're <laughs> asking very difficult political questions like, "Hey, the country's bleeding money." How is your husband-to-be going to fix that? You know, because, duh, that's an important question to ask. The working class is dying off and losing their jobs. Yeah, no, of course the media is not going to run a simple pop piece about the queen to Man, if you were up. still a reporter for BuzzFeed, she would have had a <laughs> fucking, like... It would it would have been just a it just a whole ass like full meal, man. She'd have had her choice of every fucking story she wanted. She could have been BuzzFeed. Yeah. Instead, she killed BuzzFeed. <laughs> King Richard's top ten Christmas movies. You'll go blow and you find out number eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, she we find out later in the movie because she still talks to her two BuzzFeed friends, which become uh, uh, egregiously become a, a bigger part of the movie. Yes, not by much, but they show up and ah, they're in the beginning. I, I they're in a voice call, and then they're there in Aldovia. They're there, in, yeah, in person, and so we find out through their call that, like, yeah, they got jobs elsewhere because her leaving BuzzFeed, I guess, led to its being dissolved oh yeah she took down that entire company without an issue just by simply walking out the door that's how important a junior editor 
to BuzzFeed is. I mean, you say that's how powerful a junior editor. How about how it's how powerful a future queen is? Yeah, that's. You know, actually, that probably eh? did have a lot to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You turns out the lady you fired is gonna be the future queen of Aldovia. <laughs> well, not fired. She quit because your fucking company sucks. Like. Yeah, you're not writing the news, you're making the news, and I don't know that that translates to clicks that are uh, gonna be good for you. She dropped a bomb expose on the company and everything wrong, and how, like, proving that she wrote every single article that that really famous reporter yeah. was writing. And then her friends got canned. But they're still good. they still friends, I guess. Nah, dude, still legit. They're at a party. <laughs> So anyway, Christmas, 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 um, economic strife, depression in the streets. Uh... <laughs> Man, I must have missed a scene when I got up to make a drink or something. I'm just assuming, okay, that's what they were talking about on oh, the news okay. every time we saw the news. And you know, oh, oh. so what is the king's smart plan to fix this? What has the queen done to... Actually, no, this wasn't the king. Who did the queen bring back to save Aldovia? Leopold. Leopold Plumtree. Is that his name? I feel like every it time really you say people's name. Na- last names, I think you're just making them up <laughs> off the top of your head. I'm like, man, he's really creative. Where did he come up with that Duxbury no. bullshit? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sorry. I wish I could be that creative. With the Wikipedia page in front of me, I know what I'm talking about. And sorry, I should be right, Lord Leopold Plumtree. <laughs> because, you know, Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but what does a glockenspiel have to do with Christmas? Okay, well, I'm going to look up a glockenspiel real quick. It does a little, like, xylophony kind of, like, metal clang, like, clangy. Oh, yeah, the, like, you know. Do they use it's that for Christmas, used for Christmas It's like a it's like a training oh, okay. uh, instrument. Sometimes, a lot of the time. So, like, yeah, you could probably play a few Christmas tunes. Like, I've probably heard uh, "We Wish You a Merry Christmas" on that instrument too many times to count. Oh, okay. I've probably played okay. it on that instrument to be honest. So you are a part of the Glockenspiel conspiracy. Sometimes, Kaz, you have to realize that when you say things, too much information is let out, and you might not be here the next day. Two billion dollars! <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. So we, can re- we we bring on the Leopold Plums man. Yes, the Leopold Plum man, who is who turns out to be the former prime minister yes. who worked diligently for the king. So I guess he wasn't corrupt until the king died. He was just like, you're my best friend. You died... Fuck this country. Mm, yeah, I guess so. They don't really give us a whole lot of like motivation or anything behind it. Or really don't No, I'm just totally I'm totally lying. There's actually oh. a sequence where they explain that like their father actually tried to implement a plan like this before, and when they did it, like things weren't going right and there was a small time where like Aldovia was falling apart until he rescinded this. Yeah. Which means that Leopold ran this scam when uh, Richard's father tried to do this. Okay, and then he just kind of stayed on board until he died. He was like, all right, well, that didn't work, but hey, you know, a job's a job. I'm still getting my getting my, my paper, you know, <laughs> making that bread. I mean, yeah, because 
you have you're kind of one of the real powers. But then, the but then why why leave after he dies? Then because they were like, oh, he took it so hard that he had to leave when your father died, only to just be like, well, shit, yeah, I forgot, I didn't realize I could scam the kid now. So let's go with that. Well, I think why he did it, why he came back, was it was an easier way to. He thought there was probably an easier way to hide his tracks if he was there, so he could make sure to steer the young king away from. What could potentially be the problem? Oh, okay. Because yeah, he was yeah he was going hard. He implemented it after he died, and then he left. Yeah, and then nice. uh, when they asked him back, he was just like, "Yeah, this is probably an easier way to like cover up all of my all of my foul deeds because uh, you know everything's cush and posh until the true hero of this film returns to the kingdom." As we see in protest. While the prince is making speeches, pre-prepared speeches that he's reading before the working class, and they're all terrible. They're all like, "Yes, have some faith in the crown, and we will bail you out. Well, not bail you out, but like we will solve everything, and everyone will be happy, and Christmas will be saved." And blah. Everyone's like, "Boo! Hey, fuck this guy!" <laughs> um, yeah. Boo this man. Boo him. Um, Boo, what a chode. What we see in the background, who I didn't recognize because, as I'll explain later, it's what I call the Commodore Norrington effect. Um, (laughs) We see this brooding, dark man in the background who's just, like, watching and taking some kind of... He seems to take some kind of glee from the crowd's... uh, the, The crowd's booing and takes an interest in what's going on in these protests. We see... Count Simon Duxbury. That's right. It's Count Simon. And why I call this the Commodore Norrington <laughs> effect is that we have Pirates of the Caribbean 1. Count Norrington, just some chode with like a powdered wig <laughs> trying to marry Elizabeth. And he's just some dork. And you're like, yeah, whatever. He's just a, he's not even like a main character. He's just kind of in the way um, and gets like clowned on. Um, tries but, to marry a girl he's known since she was a small child. Okay, the context for this doesn't really matter. It's just the point is he's just some du- like dickhead. Uh, and like he gets clowned on twice in the movie. I think that's it. But then we get to the sequel and you see like that we find him again and he's disheveled and he doesn't wear that with a powder wig. He's got long black hair and he looks like shit and he needs to shave. And you're like, wait, shit. Norrington's hot? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, he, that's what gets the engine revving for you, Kaz. And then he gets, and then he gets like, a more prominent, like, part in the movie. Same thing we got with our boy Simon here. Just some pencil dick motherfucker in the first one who's just like, I will take the crown, and everyone hates him. Uh, to everyone hates him and no one trusts him but he kind of like has a more prominent uh role in here and he uh helps out and uh but he's hot so <laughs> actually he was while well, he was disheveled but then when they get him back and they're like we're gonna keep him on this will be good you know to have a political adversary or leopold i think because everyone's kind of against it they're like why would we bring simon back again didn't he leave in disgrace and he lost his ferrari like a loser um and then, like, oh, I the think... The divorce to Sophia really destroyed him. Yeah, no shit. She destroyed that man. Uh, <laughs> and Leopold's like, no, this will be great. It'll be a, a way to test your mettle against adversarial people uh, in, while you're a king or whatever. Which, now in hindsight, is just Leopold just like, yeah, this will distract him. That's good. Like, mm-hmm. Good idea. Let's let's keep him around. Uh, and then, yeah, he shaves and cleans up and uh, turns into a chode again. But that's fine. He, he's You know what I like about his character coming back? 
What? So this is a redemption arc. We're, we're kind of going to get into it unless, unless you want to do it now. But, like, yeah, he comes back. Nobody trusts him. He's basically the red herring. We're like, hmm, I don't know how. Everyone in the, the, the fucking castle is like, I don't know how, but I think he's causing our problems kind of thing. Or he's trying to uh, up to something nefarious. Um, but all the while, he's like, he, he fucking loves his country. So he's, like, trying to, like, solve the financial crisis, even if it's just to make him look good. Well, but like, I mean, he, you say that, but what what was his first suggestion to save the economy? Crypto bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was trying to come up with a cryptocurrency, but that's just some crypto bro being led aside. I just, like I was as I'm going to go into. He's still a jackass. He's still an asshole. He's still snippy and kind of shitty to everyone. Like fucking like. Uh, Princess Emily's hacking into the system, all like uh, like fucking Jurassic Park style. And he's just like... It's a unit system. He's like, you should have solved this by now. You're, you're no Mr. Robot, more like Mr. Slowbot. <laughs> uh, just being an Simon. absolute dickhead still. Yeah. Uh, but he still helps them. He inevitably is very helpful to their cause in one way or another. A couple of ways, actually. Um... But yeah, I like that. Yeah, because doesn't she like somehow like after getting so upset with Simon, she slaps the computer a little bit and then she's just like, oh, access yeah. granted. And Simon's just like, see, we did yeah. it together. And it's like, oh, you yeah. smug this son of a bitch. He's still a shit ass. Because um, I was thinking that this was going to be, I, I don't know, did I mention on the last podcast? I was mentioning, I think I did. That I was like worried that it was gonna be like a, the Santa Claus uh, situation or like Ant Man, where you have like I don't know a ri- a male rival to like our main character, and they're like start off as a rival, either competent or smug or whatever the fuck. But then in the sequel, they're like the most passive, neutered male that's just like, oh hey, hey everyone, I made cookies and I hope everyone's having a good time, and they're just they're just a weird side character that's not even the same character at all. Simon's the same guy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I... yeah, that, that 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 is that is pretty great. That is pretty great. Though I will have to say, in argument to the Santa Claus one you bringing up, he was kind of the same guy. He was never that adversarial to Scott. Scott was just an asshole. But you're right. It is. I'm very glad that Simon is not that character. He was not neutered. He wasn't changed in any way. He is just a patriot for his country. He literally just thought he could run the country better than his cousin. He now knows he can't. But at least he can still stand up for his fucking country, even though yeah, he's still gonna be an asshole about it. But and it's... establish Simon Coin. Simon Coin is the way of the future. Okay, <laughs> it's 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 recession proof. <laughs> don't say that. You gotta get no, on it now. Let's not say that. No, 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 no. Simon dollars are worth now more than they'll be. I reject everything my co-host is saying. No, do not. Do buy not. the rights to the JPEGs to Simon, and I then you can sell those rights. Oh, I do not start selling NFTs here. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> a Christmas Prince NFTs. Like I, just I don't even want to imagine a that bunch of fucking like... JPEGs of Simon. <laughs> <laughs> In suggestive animated poses. <laughs> I don't know what this podcast is becoming sometimes. You guys got to get on the ground floor of this, all right? <laughs> I mean, I'm listen. telling you, it's only going up. Like, there is no stopping this rocket. Listen, our special listeners of the podcast get a special deal only for this week. 
Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> stop it right there. You stop right now. <laughs> anyway, back to the economic strife of Autopia. Right. Now, now that everyone else is tuned out and all we have is crypto bros listening now, go take a shower. <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> Maybe go see your family, all right? No more investments. <laughs> a complete 180 on that one. All right. Um, we also have a Christmas pageant coming up. Can you tell us the famous story of Aldovia? That no, this- I cannot. <laughs> Something about Shrek imprisoning all the fucking people and his princess gets saved or something and falls in love with the ogre, gives him a kiss, and he's the prince and pretty or beautiful. And that's how Aldovia was born. Thank you. There was also this weird child, like like a lot of the children extras had like nothing to do, but one in particular, this one girl who was at the forefront dressed as like an animal, she's she's just tornadoing on the floor. She's just on all fours, just spinning to her heart's content, and I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do, what what she's trying to convey. This fucking child's play is bush league bullshit, but go, little girl, go! I don't know what was happening with her, but yeah, her they were, I guess they were just like, you're a confused animal, and you don't know where you're going, so just spin. I don't know. It was <laughs> fucking terrible. She's, the, uh, she's that snowstorm, that like little small snow hurricane or tornado that passes by. You know? <laughs> well, she was the horse that was caught in, and she's just like <laughs> conveying that. <laughs> Um, or she was just break. She was really just working on her breakdancing move. She already knew this play was like a fucking dumpster fire. So at least she was gonna get some hardcore practice in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This this place sucked. <laughs> uh, but the point of it. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. She is not. She is the princess of Aldovia. She is not the next Oscar-winning actress. These child actors are really good at acting like shitty child actors. They actually really are. They they killed the like, scene like, really well. Yeah, because like the main the main uh the whole point of this whole thing is like Emily is supposed to be like the main princess in the thing that what kissed the ogre and she happens to have a crush on uh the boy who plays Shrek um and so she, she's looking forward to like the end where you know they get to do a little kiss. Whatever. It's it's a cute, adorable, like, little innocent thing to throw in there. Because, like I said, everyone's falling in love in this fucking uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the whole point is, like, she's really excited to be in it. Uh, that gives something for her and Amber to bond over once again. Mm-hmm. Um, practicing lines and talking, you know, talking shop about, like, boys and the play and shit. Um, and, yeah, like, the girl who plays Emily is really good at playing Emily, but, like, yeah, when they're acting, quote-unquote, acting in the play, yeah, they, they're they good at acting as terrible fucking actors <laughs> as well, it turns out. Wait, there's someone we actually do need to talk about as well that we cannot forget. Sahil. I mentioned him. Sahil's the guy who took our ca- the cab from our, our main characters again. But just, you wait, ju- just like in the first movie when it turned out to be the prince who stole the cab like an asshole... Sahil is an asshole that's going to be planning this wedding. Okay. Sahil kind of blows, dude. <laughs> <laughs> His fashion is incredible, though. I was kind of excited because he kind of dresses like a JoJo character, and it was amazing. His style throughout the movie, spot on, no notes, fantastic. But he been a JoJo's villain, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, the more, the more screen time he got, the more I don't like Sahil. Yeah... 
Let me let me describe Sahil. Um, single-minded and overall kind of selfish and dramatic. And I don't think he's good at women's fashion. <laughs> no, I didn't like the dress. I, I really didn't. Didn't like the dress. I didn't like the like dog cone of shame. <laughs> it was really weird with the dog cone of shame. Yeah. It kind of looked a little out of this world and not in the good way. Part of part of enabling him, because like, yeah, if you had someone reasonable rein him in, and if the prince wasn't being such a pussy about like, hey, maybe I should stick up for my wife, uh, the person enabling him and making things significantly worse is, what was her name, Avril or something? Mrs. Avril. Yeah, and she was in the first one. She was kind of just a side character that was just kind of like, you know, the stick up her ass, like, I must make sure everything is prim and proper for the crown. Yeah, no, she went She went from head of the household to uh, chief of public image and uh, public relations, basically, which is kind of a huge step up. But what made it worse was, like, she has such a dogmatic approach to what the royal family should be. It is definitely like talking to someone who is stuck in the 1700s. Yeah. Which was the point, and it was fun. Eh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't it fun. Wasn't fun. It really was annoying. I gotta, I'll maybe recant this in my uh, when I give my thoughts at the end. But, um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, she kind of, her and Sahil are just kind of like a lame blight on this whole, like, you know, it goes in such typical ways, and it's one of those things where we could have solved so many issues if, I don't know, characters just talk to each other. Because uh, the entire time... She straight up starts censoring the main character's blog. Yeah, she takes down whole, like, pictures and articles, I think. Tells her... Like, it's real. Tells her up. she has no identity anymore. Her identity is the crown... Her personality is the crown. Her personality and everything about her has to change to fit what the queen should be. And this is all... And, and like she pressures her into like, oh, well, you have to wear this dress. Oh, you have to wear this necklace. Oh, you have to do this and that because that's what the queen... No, how dare you try to wear a locket of your dead mother <laughs> for this royal picture. Wear this gaudy creation yeah. of flower and metal. The one that your not-father-father gave you just before the picture. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, she keeps telling her, it's like, oh, I mean, it's what the queen would want. And, you know, she gets along, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Amber gets along well with the queen. So she doesn't want to disappoint her. But like, at no point does she talk to the queen being like, hey, yeah, this, this really you, this really what you want me to be doing. Remember that the, that really gaudy dress was based off of the style of the queen's dress. But I dare you to show me pictures of the queen's wedding. And let me see if she was wearing a dog cone of shame. <laughs> Actually, we make because at one point I think she wears like a dress for some kind of shindig or get together, and it's like this like nice red dress. And we we're like, that's way better than whatever bullshit they put her in in the first one, where we're supposed to be like, oh, it turns out she's beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was just like it was the uh, it was like the introductory dinner that for the king's fiance. It was just like kind of just like a meet and greet. And, yeah, just, like, a very nice red dress that stood out, and it looked great. And it was just, like, I, I really think, was it me that said it? Where I was just kind of like, that's it. That's the better dress. That's way better than what we saw before. Like, yeah. what is the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you were the one that pointed it out. And, like, I don't think we ever passed that. I mean, 
No, actually, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, maybe like her dress for her final coordination and all that. Yeah, look, the truth is, poofs do nothing for people sometimes, all right? And that's okay. But here's the problem that I'm having with Amber. Sometimes there are actually, you know, times when maybe you shouldn't be wearing Converse. Nah, be you, girl. Well, at least get some 2004 All-Stars. Come on. Like, if you're going to wear some Converse at your wedding, okay. let's put some money into this, all right? Let's be nice right. about it. Or you know what? Let's let's get crazy here. Let's get totally crazy. Why don't you just get, like, the, the, the entire group of small children that are forced to, like, sew those shoes together and make them something special for you? I, <laughs> I mean, as we see, the king was the only one who made things by hand. <laughs> uh... Everyone else just buys things, so they could buy her expensive Converse. All I know about Converse is I tried them once, um, and then they were fucking terrible, so I never wore them again. They hurt my feet. Yeah, I think I actually did damage to my feet with how long I wore Converse for, but, like, that's for... That's oh, whatever. no, I was at, like, the shoe... I was at the shoe store, and they were like, hey, try it. We'll just walk around and see how they feel. <laughs> I'm like, they hurt? They fucking suck. And they're like, yeah, maybe not for you, then. <laughs> That's why when people tell me, because I used to know people who were like, Converse are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll give them a shot. And I was like, no, no, it doesn't work. That's why when people tell me like, oh, yeah, you should try Crocs. They're the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn in my life. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> nah, I don't trust that shit. Yeah, but, but. But I go to a local place now where the shoes are really expensive, but they, they work. They fit. They don't hurt my feetsies. <laughs> my tootsies. <laughs> I only. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a man that owns a pair my of Crocs, God. and you know what? I enjoy my pair of I, Crocs. You are so okay? brave to They're admit this right here and now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I have to. I have to put that out there. I am not afraid of my pair of Crocs. I, I, I hear some people who dare say they disrespect a person who wears Crocs. I don't fucking care. I'm gonna keep wearing my Crocs because fuck you. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I know we I know we mentioned that we're coworkers at like the start of every one of these podcasts, but yeah, I'm specifically calling out our <laughs> district manager. <laughs> you know, in case we didn't in case we don't talk about it enough that we have to work together constantly. Yeah, no, he's very tired of me. Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Simon's back. Um, yeah, Simon's so back. I was gonna put like a little end cap to this whole like um this whole like, uh, hey, this is what the queen would want, and oh, the queen wants you to do this, and I'm like, you you never hear it from the queen, and then at the very end of the movie, when like all shit's revealed, and then like you know we're finally talking, it's like, hey, yeah, and she sticks up for herself because uh, her man w- won't. I mean, I guess he helps walk into the. the the fucking place and get the conversation started uh yeah the queen starts apologizing for everybody she's like or for herself she's like i lost sight of what this wedding was really about i was too engrossed with you know you know this and that and how everything had to be the way i'm like i was like lady you never said anything why are you appalled avril's the the pain in the well, ass. No, at the beginning of the movie she was why definitely, are you she said like i want new but classical and it's like i'm just saying i I feel like she fell on her, she threw herself on her sword like way too hard for how little she was the problem. You know, you do, you do make a good point. <laughs> you do make a good point because, man, Mrs. Avril and Sahil are just the worst duo in this entire film. Like, I was already upset with the change of the father, but you know what? Mrs. Avril and Sahil <laughs> take the cake for this movie for just 
This just made you catatonic. <laughs> the rage made me... I, I couldn't speak for the entire viewing. <laughs> just looking in rage-filled eyes that could barely see. <laughs> Not but red. Not um, but anger. <laughs> I could only see blood through my eyes. <laughs> what, what did you want to say about Simon? Simon, like... They appreciate having someone underhanded. It, it really was, because at first Simon does the whole, like, Dogecoin situation where he says, like, yeah, let's do fucking Bitcoin, but, like, you know, King Richard's smart enough to be like, no. So you're a little bit nervous at first because Simon starts snooping around Leopold before you know what's going on with Leopold, even though, like, there was definitely a moment with both Kaz and I during the movie were just like, so Leopold's the bad guy, right? And this was, and there was still, yes. like, 45 minutes left in this movie. Oh, I think it was sooner. <laughs> Maybe I'm being nice. But anyway, uh, so Simon's already kind of on, like, doesn't trust Leopold, even though, but you might be thinking, oh, that's because Simon's trying to grab power. But then, like, when Amber decides to ditch her bachelorette party, and use her friends to go on an investigative journalist report uh, on and try to find some workers in Aldovia to see what's going on. When the paparazzi crash this uh, little bar meet and greet, Simon's the one that shows up out of nowhere and is just like, we need to go out the back now. I've got my car there. We need to move quickly. Let's go. Like, knows the situation, gets them out, and is just like, I'm here to help because I want to save Aldovia. And it's like, Fuck, Simon, are you making me fall in love with you now? At first I was a man just looking at a Christmas film thinking, why am I watching this Hallmark bullshit? But now I'm looking at a man redeem himself right into my heart. And she's like, what happened to the Mercedes? Ferrari, but anyway, get in. (laughs) (laughs) And they get in a shitty little car, which, I don't know, it's an adorable little car, actually. (laughs) It's cute. And he drives off back to the palace where they start doing research because... Amber found out from the worker that there's another company that's buying up all the work contracts. So finding out all this must have been a lot of footwork and surely no one just on a lark before their their bachelorette party just came up with this and saw uncovered the whole mystery in in the span of a night. Right? No, (laughs) she got. A, they got a Christmas card that was kind of mean-spirited about someone losing their job, but they had every right to do this. So she tracked that person down within five minutes, stopped this bachelorette party, went to a bar, came back, figured out everything within a night, but then realized she needed a hacker. So who's our greatest, foremost hacker in the kingdom of Aldovia? Mr. Lewis the Fixer. No, it's not. It's Princess Emily. <laughs> I have questions about this, okay? I have questions. Ask away. Namely, how is Princess Emily the foremost hacker of the of the palace? Uh, I I don't know. The kids are smarter than the rest of us do. <laughs> like these 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 fucking kids got access to like stuff that we didn't when we were growing up. They just they're just smarter now. I don't know. <laughs> That's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> any gens any Gen Zer could hack any of my accounts because I don't know dick about internet safety. I... Stop what you're saying right I shouldn't now. Put that out there. <laughs> Just stop everything you're saying. <laughs> All right. All right, Tucker, cut that. My password is Oh wow. Uh, how, how raw was that scene though with like like the whole family sits down and reads Christmas cards for Aldovia and shit, 
and they're just like they're expecting a nice you know thoughtful time and the fucking queen reads this like harsh fucking card that's like criticizing them and she's just like stops stops like mid reading she's like well that one's not very nice and the fucking prince while playing piano he's like finish it (laughs) (laughs) she reads the whole fucking thing which is calling them the fuck out and rightfully so and when they read it they hang it up with the rest of the Christmas cards. Because they deserve to look at their shame. That was fucking raw, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually kind of a good scene, to be honest. Yeah. Like the fact that they like that—that's a good way to like show the what was going on in the working class. Because you know Amber needed a reason to save Aldovia in fifteen minutes. Because. Yeah. Also you know. incredibly unrealistic in that they would have read, she would have read those first lines. She'd be like, oh yeah, throw it out. Even fucking like Amber's not not dad dad was like, hey, you know, everyone's always got to stick up the butt. Like, you can't please everybody. There's always some guys just out there to be mean. Like trying to so, calm everything down. Like that's how it would have went. They would have thrown it over. Like, yes, yes, would have deranged individual. So now you're wondering well maybe this movie fixed what happened in the last movie and they did like a good fall and it like had like good resolution no okay so this is what's happening princess emily is hacking the computer amber gets called by mrs Averill. turns out the king's there as well with mrs Averill. they don't know why they're there turns out paparazzi was reported that the queen to be was seen with Simon at a bar, but that was supposed to be the bachelorette party. It wasn't a bachelorette party. It was investigative journalism. You know, that thing Amber's kind of good at. That's what she does. So when Mrs. Averill says, I'm stripping everything, you have no identity, you are the queen only, and this is the time where King Richard, as a dutiful husband, is supposed to step in and defend his wife to be, he just sits there with a kind of look upon his face and amber rightfully storms out and then five minutes of just princess emily dropping the hardest fucking wisdom on this yeah movie. just yeah she sits down with him in the snow yeah. and it's like yeah you went yeah. soul searching and left us and i resented you but you know what i'm the bigger man in this fucking conversation here <laughs> maybe you should grow the fuck up hey eh? <laughs> i realized everyone needs a way to heal. Everyone has their own way to process. And it's just like, damn, girl. Okay, yeah, that does sound less spiteful than that. <laughs> Though she she does call her out and says, like, you didn't stick up for Amber? Yeah, you're fucking up real hard right now. <laughs> because then she reveals, yeah, you know that guy you hired, the prime minister? Turns out he's the owner of Glockenspiel Consortium, the owner of every single other Shoyle corporation that is buying the work contracts of Aldovia, and has somehow successfully siphoned or embezzled 2.282 billion euros out of this country. They use the euro. We're learning more about Aldovia. They are part of the European Union. That is good to know. I'm sorry. Wait, I buried the lead. <laughs> 2 billion? <laughs> Christ. Are you kidding me? How? How did no one put this together before this one lady from a different nation shows up and did 10 minutes of research, it seemed? I'm surprised that no one revolted and beheaded the fucking monarchy of this fucking nation. Jesus Christ. Two billion. But also... Yeah, two billion. But also, it's funny you say, like, oh, yeah, just 10 minutes of research... 
Not only that, we get a fucking clown shoes fucking Scooby-Doo scene with her and BuzzFeed sneaking around the castle so they can get that card to find out the name of the guy. And so Avril's just walking down the hallway and you see them just like slink from one side of the hallway to the other, but get closer. One side of the other, but get closer. Uh, And then like uh, eventually she like... They're hiding or like right around the corner. She like stops to pause a little bit, and then when she goes around the corner, we pan back, and they're nowhere to be seen. And it turns out they were hiding behind the couch. I was expecting at one point they were gonna hide around like a fucking like column, and they were just gonna be like totem poling over each other. <laughs> it was so no, was fucking to... <laughs> goofy. Should be one of those situations where one comes out from behind the couch, one comes out doodle like just expertly like hidden among the table, and one just drops from the ceiling one, like a ninja. It's just like, all right, cool, let's go. One was hiding in a suit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> Put an entire suit of armor on in two minutes. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even two minutes. Yeah, exactly. It was so wacky. And then yeah, Amber, I mean that's how it should be, right? Amber saves the country. Movie. Again? Again. (laughs) Because, yeah, this woman from America will save all of Aldovia as many times as it needs to. Well, now she's really invested, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) as the queen of Aldovia, she is now super invested. But it all's well that ends well. You know, they get the wedding of their dreams. It is beautiful, intimate. The, uh, The reception is nice and lovely and there is love in the air uh we've got king richard and now queen amber uh queen helena the queen mother catches the bouquet of flowers and looks at mr lewis as a bala so doesn't matter if he's a fixer she wants what she wants <laughs> he's gonna fix we've something got... else for her that dry oh. spell am i right <laughs> we've got uh emily with the boy from the play having a really cringy scene that was well done, just like oh my <laughs> it was <God>. all this... <laughs> yeah, let's let's just recreate that. They're just sitting there eating like pastries or whatever, and she's like, "How They're did eating you... a piece of cake? How did you get some icing on your sleeve?" I don't even know. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great! It is. It's so <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> But uh, they're just a bunch of kids trying to flirt, so why uh, go for it? Whatever. It, it it was it was great, and then uh, Simon really laying it on with Amber's friend. That came out of sparks. nowhere. <laughs> oh oh, she's he's an asshole, but she's kind of into it because it's not like he's an well, asshole in like a like in a misogynistic way, but just an asshole, just like he thinks he knows better. Yeah. And it's kind of funny when he messes up. Yeah, he's just a snarky bitch. But yeah, he, he's a snarky he's bitch. super got a sauce while like everything she's putting down, he's picking up, man. Like he is into it. And then <laughs> the other BuzzFeed friend goes up to Sahil where he's just like, ah, if only they could see my vision. And he was just like, it would have been more beautiful. And they just look at each other. It's just like, Oh, wow. Everyone's feeling the love. Elton John, get that music playing. Let's go. Oh, right. Yeah. I think the way he gets the uh, the clue in on like what the original dress and look of everything was supposed to be like, because the fucking wedding topper was whatever Sahil had planned. It had the fucking like fishbowl <laughs> around her neck and bad dress. Though even oh, though, yeah. I gotta say, her dress isn't all that different. It's not that great. I'm gonna say it. Her dress is eh. Yeah, like, what's going on with the, like, costuming of this movie? It's kind of weird. Like, she looks better in all of her, like, day-to-day outfits. Oh, you know what? She she looked 
okay when they were taking that portrait. The only bad thing was that weird necklace they put on her. Oh, yeah, the blue dress was that, really nice. Yeah, the dress looked really good, and he looked pretty good in his, like, full getup with, like, the little, like, tassels and badges and shit, whatever it was supposed to have on Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, they had a good picture there. Hopefully they redid that picture, because none of them look happy to be there <laughs> for that one. I wonder why. And she had to replace her, like dead mother's locket with this horrible necklace but yeah should we talk about the cook and the dad uh, no <laughs> not really, not really. It's, it's, just, so that's, it's another that's, fling that happens it's like all's well that ends well you know it's another it's another tidy and, story in the Christmas prince trilogy wait what we have confirmation about the dungeon <laughs> Leopold, he gets arrested, and the queen says, take him away to the dungeon. And everyone was like, the the dungeon's real? Of course we have a dungeon. I was... That is so cool. I fucking knew it. I fucking, like, they kept playing it off as a joke. You called it. fucking played it off as a joke, and they were like, no, this is not really a dungeon. Like, there are too many people are joking about this dungeon. There's a fucking dungeon. You you got me. You got me there. There was a dungeon this time. And, like... So now we know where this third movie has to take place. I bet the executions are also still a firing squad. Ooh. I don't know that they'll confirm that one. (laughs) That might be too bleak for them to confirm. All I have to say is after we finish this movie, we need two things for the sequel now to end this trilogy. We need a scene in the dungeon, and we need Sophia back. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So I came up to you after watching it. We watched it uh, Wednesday, as we normally do, and it came in Thursday and was like, Oh, no, it was today. I was like, uh, uh, I don't know about you, but like, I'm looking forward to the third one, man. And you're like, oh, you're so, you're <laughs> yeah, telling yeah, me like, yeah. oh, you're so full of shit. And you're, and then I was like, okay, whatever, man, whatever. <laughs> but like, if Sophia comes back, though, if Sophia comes back, and you're like, oh, man, if Sophia comes back, it's going to be fucking great. I'm like, see, I see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those situations where like, we're going to end this on a note where it's just like, yeah, I'm kind of into this whole trilogy now. Like, we might be back next year for a rewatch. <laughs> no, this is going to become a new Halloween tradition. <laughs> Every Halloween, just watching the Christmas Prince trilogy. <laughs> oh, man, we'd piss off so many people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said there's like those um, those guys who watch like fucking Paul Blart every year. This will be our all right. So we revisited how we feeling this year, folks. <laughs> this is our Paul Blart too. <laughs> yeah, wait till we start building lore, our own lore. I think I have lore. <laughs> no, like you're like even oh, okay. more when we start developing like the idea that Aldobi oh, is just that. its own like reality marble of like a pocket dimension that isn't technically part of our reality because this Aldovian isn't actually on any actual map but she's from new york city so this is an alternate reality we really need to start looking at like the human physiology here so i'm gonna cut off there enough so we look forward to the christmas prince 3 rise of wait no we did already did the rise of whatever um revenge of sophia there you go. <laughs> oh, God. I really hope the music's done by John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kaz? That's me. So, did you like it? Uh, no. <laughs> Still, again, it's pretty. It's a pretty balls movie. Um, Everything's predictable. 
Uh, they replaced the dad. It's not all that interesting. I made myself invested in Simon, so that was that made it fun. <laughs> um, talking with talk, you know, once again shooting the shit and clowning on this movie was fun. Uh, some of some of the actors are fine. The actors do a good, good job. Yeah. I can't stand Buzzfeed. I couldn't stand Sahil. <laughs> Uh, most of our characters who were just nothing are just bad now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Predictable, uh, small scene, lame. We set up all this problem and resolve it like that so we could spend like a fifth or a sixth of the movie doing the wedding bullshit. Um, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Squaring. Yeah. Did you like it? Surprise. Surprise. No. Yeah. Like, no. Like, everything you said. Like, I don't think I have to really repeat anything. It's just... It's fun talking about it with you, and we have fun, like, during these episodes, and they've been enjoyable these past weeks, but, like, these are not fun movies to watch for us. (laughs) (laughs) These are not for us. Like, I'm sure these movies are for other people, and other people are going to like them, and that's great, and you should always give a movie like this... Like, any movie you should try to give at least a shot, you know... I, even though even some of us are kind of really picky, I'm talking about myself, but, uh, it's, it's good to like branch out. It's just, you know, be ready for moments like this when, uh, no, no, I did not. I didn't. It was an hour and a half that felt like two and a half hours. There's a reason like I was so easily ready to go to bed after this movie. You want to give us the, uh, trailer for Revenge of Sophia? Well, first you want to tell me what's going on in your life? No. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, we, we, this podcast is uh, streamed when our internet doesn't shit the bed uh, every Friday, and then it comes out the on podcast services the following Friday. But normally, we're a variety streamer. You can find us at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's the number N and the letters ND, the word respawn, all one, one word or together. Uh, we're doing spooky shit. This 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 month, um, it's spooky season. I, I played at at that of night. Fucking Jimmy keeps beating my ass. <laughs> I am so heavily concussed. He hits you, and you don't die. You just wake up in a different room, and you have to find your shit all over again. I'm like, Jimmy, please. I can only handle so much head trauma. <laughs> um, yeah, we do other funny spooky stuff. I'm joined by. The Risen Zombie Corpse of Sir Squarin, who also does variety streams and is doing, I think, spooky stuff. Yeah, I've been doing, like, Dead Space, uh, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Um, Boy, that game's heavy. It is really heavy. And, you know, just trying to play a few different, like, indie spooky games when I can. You can watch him at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin. That's Sir S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. So this podcast comes out edited every week. By our good friend Tucker. You can follow him at Twitter at TuckerWins or follow him at twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. Uh, he has recently come back to streaming. He did some test scre- uh, streams recently, so hopefully we'll see him more regularly. Uh, he puts out this content for us every week. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, and if you like what you hear, please feel free to share it. I know these are are goofs and gaffs, and there's a lot of film podcasts out there, but word of mouth is really what helps uh, small little shows like this grow, and we would appreciate that. And if you have any suggestions for movies, please feel free to email us at uh, so did you like it one at gmail.com. 
And yeah, we're just we're doing a Christmas Prince, the Royal Baby, next week. <laughs> Is that what it's called? It's just called the Royal Baby. We open at a subterranean level, deep within the palace of Aldovia. You see, Sophia knew there was a dungeon of Aldovia, but knew there was more to it. For, with the right little flick of the wrist, and knowing where the certain bricks are, a secret passage leads deeper underground, where the true secret of Aldovia is always hidden. You see, it was never truly the North Pole. As Sophia grabs a bright red suit. Ho 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 no! 